Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF. Mike Riley here, along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston. And uh, my friend uh, Gerald Adams is back with us. And uh, we, uh, we have a special guest this morning who is with us, Justin Burleson with Premier Agents Network of Fonville Morrissey Realty. And uh, Billy Howell's out at the State Farmer's Market. Billy, how you doing? Hey, good morning. How's everything out there this morning? Oh, a little chilly, it's isn't it? Beautiful out here. Hey, uh, Justin was wondering when y'all going to have uh, have some of these days, special days coming back, like uh, Crawfish Day, for instance. Um, we are going to be discussing um, the new changes that was started yesterday, right? Um, for the governor uh, this coming week, and we're going to relook at um, how we're set up and how we're going to move forward. Uh, with all the news uh, changes, they right on Friday. It always makes it interesting. All going right. That's uh, that's a very optimistic thing. And uh, what about uh, out there this morning under the farmer sheds? What do we have? Oh well, here we got a bunch of stuff. I was looking out here. We got some little small squash, and I was told last week that they're real tender and good. We have, of course, tomatoes and white potatoes, red potatoes, sweet potatoes. We got pointy head cabbage, red cabbage, regular cabbage. We got turnips, uh, bunch turnips. Bunch we got turnips. Lettuce and kale. I know Rufus wants to come out and get some kale. Yeah, boy, I love <laughs> that kale. But one thing about it, Billy, it does have a pretty bloom on it. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It looks good during the winter. You're supposed to cut it before it gets that big. And well, that's, that's that's how much <laughs> yeah. I love kale. Yeah, <laughs> don't eat that aged kale, Rufus. I, I grow it for the flower. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, kale. Yeah. <laughs> they got all the other good stuff, too. They got broccoli and Brussels sprouts and asparagus, stuff children always love. <laughs> uh, we had radishes. Uh, got some bok choy, different color bell peppers, onions and red onions, spring onions. Got some mushrooms, mm. uh, carrots and cucumbers. Got some winter squash left. A bunch of varieties of apples and strawberries, of course, they haven't sold all those strawberries yet. They are packed down there and trying to get rid of all of them. Well, that, you know, this has been a fairly long season, hasn't it, Billy? I, I tell you what, they keep rolling in, and I think the people keep coming buying them, and they just, I mean, it's just like they buy them, and there's more there the next day. Well, that's I'm going for some today. Yeah. Uh, we do in. have um, a couple of vendors where has blueberries come in. Um, I'm good. Oh, that must be, uh, uh, is that uh, Pender, Pender County? Or? 
or farther I'm not south. I'm sure exactly where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, I've seen them, me being new, I just don't know where everybody's from yet. Well, go ask them next time you have a chance. <laughs> I, I might do that. Yeah. Hey, half time, I don't know where it's I'm It's always at. nice. To... <laughs> well, they're going to uh, ask you that? where you're from, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, huh? They're going to ask you where you're from, too. I'll probably forget. <laughs> Being from Wayne County, I try not to tell a whole lot. Hey, you are from Outlaw, are you? No, no, I didn't come from Outlaw. All right. I'm in a bigger city. I'm from down there in Rosewood. We got, we even got Walmart. Rosewood. How about that? Doggone. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, well so. Uh, things under the uh, farmer's market, though, uh, farmer's building was uh, Sugar Snaps and uh, Shell Green Peas. Uh, they uh, they come out this week. Great. You have any beets? We have some beets. Yeah. Um, I've seen some turnips. Like I said, uh, zucchini, uh, and then we have uh, some bison under that building too. Well, that's kind of a uh, an outlier there. Hey, bison it kind of jumps and- right out at you. Great big old yellow trailer, and they're selling. Fresh bison. I, I don't think you can pick it yourself. But. <laughs> Bruce, Rufus, you can get you a bison dog today, maybe. Uh, yeah. It does make a pretty good hamburger. I had some yeah. out west one time. I have never had bison. I must go there today. Okay. How about that? So uh, you got plant vendors out there, too? We do, and um, we got a lot of veggie plants still. Now, Gerald run away on me. But yeah. I, I Gerald run out. Yeah, <laughs> ran out screaming. Couldn't catch him. <laughs> Uh, I've seen um, a bunch of pepper plants. They got uh, Carolina Reapers, banana peppers, habaneros, uh, bell peppers, of course, uh, eggplant, squash, and okra plants. Plenty of tomato plants still. And then we have all the basil and lavender and sage and catnip, oregano and thyme, mm. parsley, all that good stuff. That way you can put that on that bison. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and then of course we have um, all our hanging baskets and uh, Japanese maple trees, uh, spirea and lilies, and several different types of lilies down there. I was talking to the man a while ago. He has a dawn redwood tree. That thing's pretty. He said he bought them. I mean, he started them. Um, couple years ago they got 18 inches at the beginning of this season they were up about five foot now wow it'll grow 80 foot tall and approximately eight foot in diameter What's that called? yeah so it's fast, a dawn redwood dawn redwood yeah I, i'm not familiar with them myself but so i had to, i had to listen to the story on how these things grow and they grow fast um you know make a good um Seems uh, screen if you need a screen somewhere. I think uh-huh. Tony Avent has some planted down at his place at Plants Delight. Right. And they're huge now. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I saw some dogwoods down there and snowball bushes and peonies, a bunch of peonies. Uh-huh. And there, you see some honeysuckle. So if you like honeysuckle and want to bring some extra smell good there around your back porch, you know, that will certainly do it. It certainly will. I've so, got a bunch I'd like to give some folks. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what about up in the market shops uh, this morning, Billy? Market shops. I, I just come through there, and I had to get out of there because I was about to miss the radio show because I wanted to eat everything in there. <laughs> um, had baked goods. They were out there making apple jacks this morning, and um, 
they're getting ready to start serving ice cream when it warms up just a little bit. Uh, let's see, uh, Ken made some fresh fudge this week, which he, he does about weekly, and he told me to tell everybody that it is made right here in North Carolina, and not just in North Carolina, but at the farmer's market. That makes a difference. It really does. Yes. Gosh, I know uh, that's popular. I tell you, and, and I did try a couple of different things in the grill. Um, they got a K-Dog down there. I hadn't tried it yet. And then they got the Rufus dog, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I've tried to talk to them about getting a Billy dog down there, but they told me I wasn't really that important. What would you say? A K dog? A K dog. What's a K dog? I have no idea. It looks like a um, kind of like a stir fry type um, meat put on a hot dog bun. Well, now they they have a shrimp bun. They had the shrimp, the prone. Yeah. Uh, shrimp dogs. I call it a whale, whale dog. <laughs> that thing is so big. Uh, let's see. We, uh, 321 Coffee's there, of course, and uh, which fresh. They they roast their own beans and uh, really got good service there. They have uh, lemonades in that building and Apple Jacks and candy and. You can get flags for your yard and a lot of um, neat little gift ideas in there. Uh, fresh local seafood, of course, has a spot in there. And uh, I'll, I'll be making my weekly run today on no sugar added jams and jellies down there. They keep a big supply for y'all. Well, uh, that wife of mine, she she uh, devours it like like a, a bear loves honey. Yeah, with uh, with yogurt. yogurt. Yeah. Oh yeah. She'll eat about a third of a jar at a time. Wow. I don't know how she does it. She's so tiny. Yeah. And I bet if you're looking at any type of seasonings, that building has it. Between there and our craft shed, that thing stay. There's all kinds of seasonings. I I didn't even write down all that stuff. There's so many different kinds under there. Well, uh, what about the restaurant, See, other than the the market grill uh, the seafood restaurant you, you're still not able to eat inside right uh, yeah i will talk to uh kemp and see which way he's going to go uh, this coming week i don't know if there'll be any changes or not at mm-hmm. this time uh, go over there and get a hearty portion yeah it's amazing walking by looking at the people I trying know. to eat all that food they do give you a lot and you get a lot at the the farmer's market restaurant too I do, and you know, I was talking to uh, the biscuit maker over there, Diane, come up to the office this week, and she told me she uses 37 bags of flour a week making those biscuits. Now, does she, does she use lard? I didn't ask her. I was scared. That may be a secret. That may be a secret, because they, they really it do sure taste like, like the old biscuits that had uh, lard in them. So... That's good stuff and, over and there. That ain't five pound bags of flour either. That's no, big old wampum bags. That's, that's a lot of biscuits. Well, God love her, man. I love those biscuits. I think everybody does. So uh, yeah, uh, market uh, imports interesting place to to visit uh, there on imports, the hill. Imports, um, any size pots you want, flour pots all the way up. I guess they're ten, twelve gallon, right on up humongous things bird baths and water fountains there's all types of water fountains you walk over there and listen to that water run nice and peaceful 
and all types of little garden statues and gnomes and they got a lot of stuff to put inside your house too yeah super sods over there uh, selling get, selling a lot of uh, warm season uh, turf right now i'm sure now i'm pretty sure they are uh, i went and talked to them about that lawnmower they got out there mm-hmm. the the one that runs by itself runs by itself they yeah. sell a couple different uh varieties mm-hmm. And it wouldn't take long if you if you pay somebody to cut your grass. It would not take long yeah. to uh, pay for one of them things. Well, my my yard would would drive them crazy. I got so many <laughs> trees and shrubs. The thing would be out there smoking and blow up. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think them things are pretty sophisticated. I'm sure they are. It Much more so than I. That little doghouse to sit there and just shake. The, <laughs> oh, I'll have to come out and watch that sometime. And things also, and um, while I was down there, they do sell some grass seeds, uh-huh. um, some pesticides, uh, stuff to keep your lawn nice and pretty and green. So, and what about what about fertilizer? I was looking for a bag of fertilizer the other, the other day. Do they sell fertilizer? I don't know that they sell like large books uh, fertilizer, but I think they did have a little, you know, little small containers when yeah, I was down I've, there. I was looking for good old farmer ten ten ten. Oh. Right, yeah. Um, I, I didn't see him, but I'm not saying they don't have it down. All there. right. Well, Billy, I hope you have a nice weekend, my friends. Always nice talking to you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And y'all come on out here and see us. All right. Uh, give give my best to everybody in Rosewood next time you see them. Oh, I will. I'll see all three of them probably this evening. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Take it easy, Billy. Yeah, there. Bye. Bye. And the people in Outlaw, too. Okay. There in Wayne County. 919-860-9783. We'll talk to uh, Paul and Dave and Billy coming up on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. It's 920. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country. The WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back on WPTF. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston and uh, Justin Burleson of Premier Agents Network, Fonville Morrissey Realtor. We'll be talking more with him coming up. Dave is in Raleigh. Dave, good morning. You're on WPTF. Thanks for your patience. Oh, hey, no problem. You guys are making me hungry with all the talk of biscuits and jam. Ooh, I know. <laughs> Uh, hey, so I called back in uh, uh, in October or so. I had uh, planted a bunch of Carolina cherry laurels, and the deer had gotten to a couple of them. Uh, I don't, we didn't see any teeth marks, but they had kind of rubbed off all of the uh, branches in the middle, all the greenery in the middle, as well as breaking through the bamboo stakes. Right. And you had advised me to, you know, prevent damage to the rest of them and those further damage to those two by putting deer netting around and that works really well the uh where i am right now though is so of the two that had the damage one seems to be coming in pretty well uh just with a bare spot in the middle the 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 one i've got the issue with though has the bare spot in the middle so it's roughly seven feet tall at this point the bottom third is nice, lush, had flowers this uh, spring. The middle third is bare, and the top third is all brown and crunchy. Uh, can I just cut the, you know, the, the bare and 
dead stuff off of the uh, off of that one, or do you throw in the towel and just put a new one in? Gerald, did they not get enough water, or well, sometimes yeah, they were they were fine. I mean, it was a it was fine all uh, all spring. It was only recently that it uh, you know started to dry up, and we had been watering it manually. So the top was green to start yeah. with this year. It's only recently turned brown. Yeah, that's that's correct. Sounds like lack of water, but. Uh, it could be where, look, so did they rub the bark off down to the, where there's no bark, how big an area? Yeah, it was roughly uh, two feet of no branches, and they had rubbed through the bark. How, yeah, so how was, big around a caliper was the tree at that main trunk there? They were they were brand new, so, uh, you know. Size of yarn or smaller than, than that? Less than an inch type of thing. Okay. Well, it could be. I would look very closely there. You could have had some insect damage come in. Um, Often, for all of a sudden, for a tree to screen to turn brown that quick, we've not had 100-degree weather. You know, heat stress can do that sometimes, but we've not really had. We have had a few, you know, kind of late-season frost. I know we had some fringe trees on campus at State that the top of them got nipped. And the bottom half of the trees bloomed, and now, you know, three weeks later, the top half, or four weeks later, the top half of the tree started to bloom. <laughs> so it kind of knocked back the the buds before they had opened, and then it, it ended up the trees grown back out of it, and it rebloomed. Uh, but if it's brown and crunchy, that doesn't sound like you you know you you caught one of these late season frosts, and a cherry laurel would be something that shouldn't have an issue with that. Uh, anyway, so that's not a good sign. Uh, you can always cut it off down to where you've got green and see if it'll grow back up out of that. I might would give that a try before I threw in the towel and snatched it up. You just have to be a little particular. Are you planting them together as a hedge or are they independently? They are, uh, the idea is to have them fill in to be a block to the street. Yeah, if you're making them as a hedge, I you're probably going to be better off to replace it because even though that tree may stay alive, it's going to be so far behind the other ones Mm -hmm. that you're going to have that hole there for, you know, it's 50-50 that it survives anyway, but it'll take a long time for it to grow back out enough to fill that in. They are one of the faster-growing tree-slash-shrubs that exist uh, today, but uh, if you're really trying to make a screen, it's probably worth your while to just go ahead and re- replace it. And you could right, take and put it somewhere else or stick it on the end of the line where it doesn't matter if it gets, you know, as tall as everything else. But if you feel like me, your luck is it's probably the one smack dab in the middle. <laughs> it's the one that's most visible, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, of yeah, course. See. And, you know, as I was leaving the house this morning, I'm like, I ought to call you guys and you know, get the uh, get some further advice on this thing. Wouldn't you know it? There was a deer sitting right there. Yeah. Oh like, my gosh! Uh, <laughs> I got the netting up. Yeah. Mm. That's the old ounce of prevention thing, right? You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh, they're tough so, to hey, deal with. Appreciate it. Hey, thank you very much. Keep us updated on that, if you will, Dave. Will do. Thanks. Thank you, buddy. Have a good day. You all right? Bye bye. Uh, Paul is in Wendell. Paul, good morning. We got about a minute before news. We can hold you over. Um, if we won't get everything in. Morning, everybody. Yes, sir. Yeah. So I got a little bit of bragging to do. Um, tomatoes are doing good in my garden. Everything is in. I, I got it in early, but I covered things with some row cover crops. That fabric stuff you put on them. Um, I actually have two tomatoes 
Mm, on an early girl. They weren't kidding with that, the variety. <laughs> mm. Hello? Yes, yeah, we're, we're, just, we're intensely oh. listening here. We've got okay. about 30 seconds before news. Okay. Um, I, I got a, uh, I paid off my house yesterday. With with those tomatoes? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, but, but we're about five years early, and, and my wife has been diligent. And uh, yesterday, we made the final dang payment on this 14 acres we have out here in Wake County. And uh, Well, it's well, time to see Justin yeah, to buy another house. So you did a big <laughs> one. Hold on, Paul. We'll be right back. Congratulations. Okay. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF and Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston. Gerald Adams is with us, and so is Justin Burleson with Premier Agents Network of Fonville Morrissey Realtor, one of our sponsors today. Is your lawn looking a little ragged from critter damage? They have moles, dug tunnels in your lawn. Have plants been devoured by voles? Are you ready to give up on gardening because you're just fed up with the damage caused by moles and voles? Well, don't be discouraged. End the damage with I Must Garden Mole and Vole Repellent. Available in liquid and granular, I Must Garden Mole and Vole Repellent. Have a lovely time out there in the garden with you. Super strong formulation. Protect a lot of things. It's very effective. I Must Garden Mole and Vole Repellent works without the use of harmful toxins or chemicals, too. Did you know that many products that kill moles and voles can have an undesirable effect of killing animals? So be careful what you put out there. I Must Garden Mole and Vole Repellent contains only natural ingredients and botanical oils, so that gives you a lot of peace of mind that you won't be unintentionally poisoning any animals, pets, or birds. And Imos Garden repellents are sold all over the Triangle area. Look for Imos Garden Mole and Vole repellent in the big orange bag at your favorite garden center or hardware store, such as Southern States and Carborough and Town and Country hardware stores. And while you're there, be sure to check out the other Imos Garden natural repellents for deer, rabbits, squirrels, snakes, dogs, cats, and more. Protect your garden today with natural pest protection from Imos Garden repellent. Earth-friendly, people- and pet-friendly, and made right here in the Triangle area. Let's go back to Paul and Wendell, who's paid off his home, and he's very happy. Paul? <laughs> Boy, you're not kidding. It was a great day. I was, uh, I was at work yesterday, and my wife said, uh, called me up and said, Honey, I just decided we can do this. And she went over to the dang mortgage lender and uh, paid off the rest of the house, so it's, so have you got enough for food and uh, <laughs> electricity and everything? We're doing pretty good. Okay. We're doing fine. Well, you know, I'm good. It was, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I bought this land, or we bought this land in uh, 94, right before that Money Magazine article came out saying that this was like the best place to live in the country. And uh, it was like the second place we looked at. And we just felt right, made them an offer, that afternoon, it was a done deal, and now it's all paid for. But, uh, Justin, that's important, isn't it? It's, uh, it's got to feel right, too. It does. Of course, people aren't taking that much time to think about things like that now. Yeah, now you've got about 20 minutes to make a decision, unfortunately. But, uh, but yeah. you know, it, it's, yeah, it's, my boss is trying to buy a house. He offered uh, 
I think fifty k over the asking price and still didn't get it. Yeah, <laughs> good lord, it's it's pretty crazy yeah. out I, there. I can't imagine that. Yeah, me neither. Me yeah. neither. So I got one little quick gardening question. Um, I have this fig tree that y'all helped me out with last year. And it had really nice buds on it right before that frost. And it's too big to cover. They all got frosted. And now the tree is filling in with leaves, but it doesn't seem to have any buds. Is it a goner for this year? A little early to tell. Not not a goner. You probably still will have some fruit. They're just going to be probably later. Typically, if it's a brown turkey, kind of around the 1st of August is when you start seeing some ripe figs. Usually okay. they have that early crop where they just produce a few figs in early summer, but the main ones come in around the 1st of August. That's probably what got zapped if you saw some buds was that early crop, which is never hell, maybe 10% of what the overall right. should be. So, you know, it could push you back those funky frost we had in, in late April there. But I suspect you will still uh, should be like normal just maybe 10 days, two weeks later than usual. Well, good. Thank you, and I appreciate that advice. Make us some jam. <laughs> uh, I don't know that I'll have enough for that, but I'll. Oh, okay. You know, I just like to pick them and eat them, and, uh, you know. Oh, I do too. too. Yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> well, I, I have some uh, fig bushes that are close to 100 years old and still there, and I've got one that Gerald gave me that is from the Gubbers Mansion that has pr- produced proficiently. Yeah, me too. Cool. Yeah. Paul? All right. Well, y'all have a good day. And, Thank you, Paul, uh, very much for uh, for calling for us. Thank you the show. It's great. We yeah. love it. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. 940 WPTF time. And, uh, Justin, that uh, $50,000 yeah. over, uh, over the and price. And it's across the, pr- the price ranges, too. You know, two hundred to a million. I mean, it's it's you're 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 coming out of pocket a fair amount, unfortunately. So we uh, we really need somebody who knows what they're doing to yes, help sir. us, right? Yes, sir. And if I, we're, I know a few good agents do for you? you. Yes, sir. <laughs> Premier agents, actually. Justin Burleson is one of them with Fonville Morrissey Realty. Um, how can you help us? Well, it's all about you know looking at at what we we call them comps, comparable sales. You know, if a house is listed, say it. 350, then you want to make sure that it's actually going to appraise for at least 350. Because you know, if you offer 400, like this guy's you know boss, then you know the expectation is that the buyer has to bring the difference above what the appraised value is going to be in cash, on top of the down payment. And so, you know, you want to try to minimize that out of pocket as much as possible in this market, which is very difficult to do. But you know, to have a good agent on your side <coughs> to, to to do the math to make sure that you're not overpaying on an already overpriced house is pretty vital. Well, that, that brings the question, uh, Justin, how does this re- relate to the borrowing of money? Uh, are banks going to give you the full loan on something they know is woefully overpriced? Well, so the way the appraisals work uh, is, is the, you know, the bank, you know, when you go under contract, say just the previous example, the house is listed at 350 and, the, and you offered 400. The bank is going to order an appraisal, and they're going to send out a third-party person to, to look at the, the, the comparables and look at the house. And that person's going to say, all right, well, this house is worth actually 350 And then he's going to take it back to the lender, and the lender's going to say, okay, great. We're going to, uh, we're going to lend you based on a 350 value. But if, if you have a contract of 400 that's your problem. you got to bring the difference above the, the, the so value. So you might have to go to another lender. 
Well, no, it's just it's 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 the way. I mean, no house is appraising in this market, but that's and unfortunately the onus of the the difference is on the buyer. So, okay, in my opinion, it it works against the seller to overprice a house in this market because uh, there's it costs a lot of money to go under contract in this market by the buyer. The buyer has to write a big check to the seller on day one of the contract, and if there's if there's any doubt about the house not appraising. A lot of buyers aren't putting offers in because it's just it's it's there's already so much risk to buy in this market with with you know, having to bring a lot of money out of pocket. You don't want to be ex, uh, unexpectedly bringing you more because the house didn't appraise. So you really have to have an experienced agent, absolutely, to handle this market. Yes, sir. To figure things out sounds like too much math to me. There's a lot of math. <laughs> Gee whiz, interest rates are low. That's that helps. A good thing. Yes, sir. But Golly, finding a house is really something. But if you're a seller, and I'm sure you represent sellers Absolutely. too, yes, sir. That's uh, what do you tell a seller? Well, again, it's it's all about pricing the house correctly. But like I said, a, the a, a big fear for sellers right now is is finding something else, figuring out where to go. Mm. And so there's we we've figured out some things over at Premier Agents Network that 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 will help sellers not be homeless. You know, get yeah. get a good price for the house. And then give ourselves enough time to find something else so that you don't you can you, you don't have to move out and then still, you know, try to find a house. Now it's not just Wake County. Oh, either. it's all over. It's all over. It's all over the country, quite honestly. But the triangle is, seems to be a, a, a very concentrated uh, amount of people <sighs> in this situation. All right. So all that extra money you're getting for your house, you're going to have to pay for the next it's, one it's, unless you're downsizing. It's absolutely maybe. true. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, it's it's. You know the, the the people who have been sitting, you know, have, have owned a house for a while, uh, are in excellent position to uh, to to make some decent money on 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 their house. Um, and so, you know, finding finding a place to go afterwards. I mean, we, we do that on a daily basis. So it's just a matter of of you know lining up your your ducks and uh, and and doing it the right way. Justin Burleson with Premier Agents Network of Fonville Marcy Realty. How can we get in touch with you? 919-609-5161. You can call or text. Uh, you can also email at me at justin at nc, like North Carolina, house, the number two, home.com. All right. Very good. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up, 919-860-9783. We'll talk with Donna in Zebulon straight ahead. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. We're back on WPTF at 949. Uh, the Weekend Gardener, Mike Riley here. And we uh, have, boy, we had a time with pollen this year. It's been all over. And we're still getting some on the car. But, uh, you know... That's just a reminder that now is a great time to get your vehicle checked out. Um, get things like the the cabin air filter, which keeps a lot of that pollen out. Get that checked and replaced probably. The wiper blades, uh, they they took some abuse, I'm, I'm sure, through all the – we had a rainy period and uh, some chilly weather, not real cold weather this past winter. So do those things. Those are the smart things. Uh, and during your spring checkup, make sure that your air conditioning 
is ready for the upcoming holiday uh, and hot weather. Now, you use your air conditioning not only to cool you off, but also that that's part of uh, keeping it dry inside so you don't have the windows fogging up. So you want to make sure all of that's in great shape. For those of you driving a hybrid vehicle, and I'm sure a lot of you wish you were right now, <laughs> the uh, certified hybrid technicians at King's are now able to refurbish your high-voltage battery pack for less than the dealer will charge to replace it. And this usually occurs around 150,000 miles. Call King's today to schedule a courtesy battery analysis. King's Auto Service and King's Correct Lube, easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. Tell Dean Bailey that we, we sent you over there. He's one great guy. One of the smartest people I know, too. Donna is in Zebulon. Donna, good morning. You're on WPTF. Yes, sir. I wanted to invite everyone to the Raleigh Daylily Club show that we're having June the 12th at Crabtree Valley Mall. To enter, you have to have a name variety. You have to enter before uh, from 8.30 to 11 o'clock. And this is a shout-out to Rufus also to bring a, some daylilies. Oh, is since this our Donna? Since he's an award winner. This is our Donna, yeah. yeah we needed some law enforcement this morning. Donna's retired, but that's okay. Donna, you doing okay? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I've been busy uh, planting some new daylilies and doing some traveling to other gardens, just in, trying to enjoy life. Well, that's a great thing. So if you, you have uh, how many varieties in your landscape now? I have a small um, small garden, maybe 75 different daylilies. Well, that's right, Smart. Yeah. Well, uh, some of our members have several hundred to several thousand. So, so I, what I, about old Steve oh, over in Garner that, that calls us, uh, our friend Steve? How many does he have? I don't know if he's ever told us. Oh, he has so many. His garden is beautiful. And he he is very adamant about weeds, um, and he has so many beautiful whirly gigs out there. I, I I don't know. I'm hoping to go visit his garden next month. Mm, yeah, we all want to do that. So how how are hard are daylilies uh, to grow? Not hard at all, are they? But no, sir, they're not hard. All you well, obviously, if I won a first uh, blue ribbon, they're not you they sure did. <laughs> Yes, I enjoyed my visit with you, Rufus. I really did. Yeah. Uh, at your office. Um, all you need is um, a good grade of soil. I use black cow. I used to have rabbits, so I use their manure. Uh-huh. Uh, so good uh, supply of water and then also sun. Yeah, sun is very important, and if you have, people are always trying to figure out how to hold soil in place if they have a, a bank or something in the in the yard, a hilly area, and daylilies can help that, can't they? Yes, they sure can, they sure can. Um, I have a lot of my daylilies in containers. Um, I have a, a bad knee, so I sit on a, a stool, and um, 
like a milking stool, and I sit there and, and look after them. And I water as I'm holding my cup of coffee in the morning. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what my ritual every morning. So, uh, well, did, you ever, did you ever milk a cow, Donna? Yeah, did you ever milk a cow? Yes, sir, I sure did. Grandpa well, taught me how. See there? You, I knew somebody says a, a milking stool. Who would know what a, a milking stool is nowadays? Yeah. Three-legged yes, milking stool. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I also milked one at the state fair one time. Yeah. I bet you showed them how, didn't you? I'm sorry? You had to show them how. Well, I don't know. You had to pay to milk it, but it, oh, was, okay. it was it was fun. It was fun. It brought back old memories of my grand uh, staying at my grandparents' farm yeah. in Yankin County. Oh wow, that's that's uh, used to be dairy farm country. Pretty country yes, out sir. there. Uh, so June twelfth at Crabtree Valley Mall, uh, daily Hemery Callis show. Yes, sir. It'll be at the ground level near um, Panera Bread, and we're. We're hoping that people come by and see the beautiful daylilies that people have taken time to plant, water, care for, fertilize. So I'm inviting everyone. It'll be a good thing, uh, a good occurrence since the virus. Right. Uh, It'll be a lot of fun to get out and do that. All right, Donna, thank you very much. Thank you, Yeah, Good to see you, Donna. All right. Vanessa's in Raleigh. Vanessa, good morning. Hello. Hey, I have two problems, a community problem and a personal problem. Well, we have a lawyer here, so uh, we can handle the community. What, what else you got? <laughs> well, it's not that kind of community problem. Oh, okay. Problem. Um, it's a townhome community about 40 years old, and back in the day, somebody thought it was a good idea to plant crepe myrtles um, up next to the um, townhome. Right up against the building, so yeah. Yeah. Well, it is yeah, tempting. Within, yeah, within a couple, within yeah, maybe uh, six feet, and so after forty years, these trees were ginormous, and um, they've now been removed, and the stumps were ground, but there appears to be no way to control the <laughs> shoots. Oh, I've, how many times have I heard this story? Yeah. So, not not even Roundup. Uh, Roundup has been tried, and then uh, a brush. Um, yeah, you, you got to get the roots out of there too, don't you, Gerald? Yeah, I mean you. I mean you spray the woody Roundup on, and they've only popped up two or three inches that'll kill that one back, but it doesn't kill the root down in the ground. The good news is, eventually, over time, the root may finally die off and quit producing the suckers that are potting up how recently were they taken down last year or two last year yes yes yeah, so, so the remainder it should get a little less i mean if you spray the woody roundup which sometimes people refer to as a brush killer and particularly catch them at the young stages you know six nine inches tall that usually will knock that particular one out and what it, about piling up the mulch yeah, see, that doesn't really, it's just keep coming from underground. Short yeah. of taking a backhoe in there and digging the roots out, and that root system will be as wide as the tree was. So if they were... They take down you, the house. That's right. They're probably <laughs> running up under the foundation to the condos and all that. So that's extremely difficult to ever do. Uh, but over the course of time, it will. it's not going to pre- persist for 10 years. 
uh, because that root system cannot stay alive that long because it doesn't have the tree with any leaves, any photosynthesis to keep getting nutrients to it. So it will slowly get better, but the first year or two is a little bit of a mess. And would you recommend the homeowner tries to do this or turn it over to the uh, landscaping? Well, if if your landscaping people should be able to spray to knock them down. If it's, has anything been replanted in that area? Oh no. Okay. Uh, so yeah. see, therein, if they try, are they trying to grow grass in that area? Or it's Got a little just less a, than a minute. A bare area. Uh, okay. I, there's no th- there's no reason that they shouldn't be able to spray to keep the suckers from getting out of hand because see that's what you don't want if those suckers get up now two three foot tall and leaf out then they're going to send nutrients back to that root to help keep it alive. Great. Okay. Um, thank you. Besides Spe- being unsightly looking. There you go, <laughs> Vanessa. Thank you for uh, and and call us again, please. Here's the Cliff Joyner note of the day. All right, we. We, uh, we, we'll do it in the next hour. All right. All right. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up. Thank you, Vanessa. We'll be back.